0: Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message, and may God bless you richly through it.
1: Our first scripture lesson today is from Exodus chapter 24, verses 12 through 18. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there, that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses rose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a dispute, let them go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain, the glory of God dwelt on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on, t- on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Our gospel message this morning comes from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And after six days, Jesus took him, Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Here ends the lesson, thanks be to God.
0: Can I tell a groaner? Moses was the first one to download data from the cloud to tablets. (laughs) There's a point to that, I know, it's bad. (laughs) But it puts the image in your mind, doesn't it? Because the reason we pair this with the story of the transfiguration is that it's recorded that when Moses came down off the mountain, he'd been in the presence of God. And he wasn't allowed to see God's face. It said he spoke face to face with with God as as he would with another man. He's the only one ever to do that except Jesus. Except that he wasn't really allowed to see God's face, we're told, because he couldn't in this life and live. We'll see God's face in good time. So when Moses came down off the mountain, besides that nasty scene about breaking the first set of tablets because Aaron had led the people astray, and you can picture that from a grand movie if you want to, but when he got the tablets right the second time, he had to have a, a special tent where he met with God about the tablets, and every time he met with the elders afterwards, he had to wear a full veil, not a sneeze screen, a full veil. I called it a holy sunburn. His, voice, his face was so lit up from being so close to God, people couldn't look at him, it hurt. A little preview, if you will, maybe, of the transfiguration that plugged Jesus in like someone plugged in his USB charger to his robe, that lit him up. So we had a little bit of a precursor when Moses, Moses is called the law giver, I would call him the law bearer, God gave the law. God inscribed the tablets. Moses got to spend 40 days on the mountain twice in the clouds to get it right with the people and bring the heart of the law, what we call the 10 Commandments the Decalogue, down to the people. Well, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. It's fitting we read this now and and remember this event now because we start the 40 days of Lent on Wednesday. We start our journey towards Jerusalem. We start our preparation for Palm Sunday, the joyful entry. Some traditions, that's Passion Sunday. They remember it very differently. We save that for for Thursday night of that week when we remember the Last Supper and then Christ's Passion. And on Friday, when some of us take the opportunity to pray either with what will be available online or, or to come here during the three hours during which Jesus died on the cross. That's what Jesus is heading for a little Lent, if you will, a preparation time. And when we're headed for something like that, we see here that God does some things for Jesus. He sends the three of his inner circle. Peter and the brothers James and John have been several times now and will be again in Gethsemane invited to be a little closer to Jesus than the other nine. Nine is almost too big a squad to have a a tight circle in it, so he's got his three, I don't know what you'd call them, the three closest in the group that got to see some things before the other disciples and had great responsibility then in the early church when Jesus had gone to be with the Father. He takes them up a mountain. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase a mountaintop experience. It may be a, a spiritual retreat, it may be a very special worship, it may be... Anything very special in your life, we we'll call it a mountaintop experience. Here's the ultimate, or the penultimate, the next, to the next to the ultimate. And he's transfigured before them, and he shines like the sun. His clothes are lit up. And there's Moses and Elijah. We'll call it in spirit. The German word for spirit is geist, ghost. Maybe they were ghostly appearances, but... God sent Peter, James, and John as as aides de camp to Jesus. Then he sends the law bearer. We heard just a week or two ago that Jesus said, not one iota, not one yod. We don't have letters in English as small as the Greek iota. It's one stroke of a pen. We have to go back and dot the I. The Greeks didn't. The letter Yod is another stroke of the pen, but in Hebrew, first letter of the word for God in Hebrew, by the way, too. But the tiniest letters, he said, not the tiniest letter will disappear from the law until I have fulfilled it. I'm going I'm to fulfill it. So here's the law bearer. Come on, Jesus, I had my part of the torch. I'm here to comfort you as you bear is God himself, the hardest part of the torch. Elijah stands to represent all the prophets. Isaiah may get the longest book, but Elijah got the greatest rep out of the books. Elijah was the one, remember, who, who killed hundreds of prophets of the pagan deity Baal, and Queen Jezebel turned on him, and the poor guy ran like a rabbit because she threatened to take his life, and God sustained him. And he heard the voice of God, a still small voice, on a mountaintop, another mountaintop experience. And remember, a prophet isn't to say, this is what's going to happen. He might, or she might. The prophet's trademark was, thus saith the Lord. He's a mouthpiece. He had to speak to Jezebel and her husband and say, evil, The Lord says this is evil. The Lord says repent and return to people, to God. We've got a law bearer talking to the law fulfiller. We've got one who says, thus saith the Lord. And when Jesus speaks, he says, I am the Lord speaking. Okay, I'm twisting the Greek a little, but that's the way he speaks. He speaks as the I am, he speaks as the God. So, earthly aged decampers sent who think their job is to build a tent so they can stay there, Jesus knows he can't stay on the mountaintop. He has to go through the valley of what we call Holy Week. He has to go through what he has to do in Jerusalem for our sakes on his way to the cross. So God, if you will, on this mountaintop shows Peter, James, and John, and Jesus says, save the story until it's complete, then tell it. He shows the trajectory of giving God's law, God's foundation, of giving a prophet to speak, thus saith the Lord, out of and about, and to return to that law, and now they are completing the trajectory and comforting and, 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 and confiding in and, and advising Jesus, if you will, carry the torch to the finish line, Master. Finish the trajectory that God started in us. And you, Lord, as God yourself, are going to finish and carry that torch. And he transfigured Jesus and made the dramatic announcement about. This is my son. Listen to him. Peter, James, and John are entrusted. Can you imagine going back to the other nine and not being able to tell what happened? I'd burst. I'd I'd, I'd, I'd be talking to myself, be chewing my lip. I'd probably probably talk in my sleep and say it anyway and, and bust the confidence. I don't know. It'd be tough. But when the message was complete, Obviously, they told it, or we wouldn't be sharing it this morning. The Father transfigured Jesus. He affirmed him. He gave him a light to shine. In another place we read not too long ago, Jesus told us, let your good works shine before your Father in heaven that others will see his light and come to it why I told our, our two youngest congregants this morning that light can reflect from us. It's not our light, but we can reflect it for Jesus. We can reflect that love. We can reflect the, the great commission he gives us to go out and serve and speak in his name. Sending the Holy Spirit like he's doing in Wilmore, Kentucky and other campuses now to transfigure us and light us up as he did his son on top of that transfiguration. And as he sent comfort to his son through the words of the law and the words of the prophets, we have God's word to continue to comfort and encourage us to cross our finish line, to carry that light, to carry that love, to finish, as Paul called it, the race set before us. To endure, He sent Peter, James, and John to offer to build a tent. They didn't get it yet. But He sent Moses and Elijah from their rest in death. He sent them to encourage Jesus. How much does He send their word also and the word of Christ Himself, the example of Christ Himself, to encourage and lift us? In our baptisms, we are told that we have died to the world and risen as new creatures in Christ. We, too, are offered a transfiguration of our lives. The symbol is baptism. The reality is salvation in Christ. The sustaining comfort is the Holy Spirit. Let's let ourselves, according to God's will, be transfigured, into true followers in every way and every day of Jesus Christ. I keep talking about songs. The third verse of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, how's that for trivia? In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. Thanks be to God Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.